Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Happy Monday. Yes. Okay. So this morning, we are going to talk about marketing consistency. So if you're joining me live, make sure you drop a hashtag live in the comments. I'm assuming since people are watching, that means you can hear me. So it means my audio must be good. Um, and if you're watching this on replay, put hashtag replay, but don't forget, like, even if you don't want to comment what that one thing is that you've accomplished that you're really proud of, just try and come up with something that you can kind of hold on to that when you think of it, it gives you feelings of positivity and feelings of confidence that you can then put those feelings towards other, you know, things that you're taking on for the day. You've got a sales call, you're doing a podcast interview, whatever it is. Just think of something so you can channel those emotions into whatever task you need to accomplish today, particularly if you're not feeling super confident. So today, marketing consistency. What is the problem with consistency? Uh, the problem with consistency, checking out my notes here, is that it's kind of like... Marketing consistency is the exact opposite of winning the lottery, right? And when we are marketing, we are looking for the marketing lottery. We want to win the marketing lottery, which is going viral, right? And getting tons of followers and tons of people on our email list. And you just you just did this one post and it was so great. And everybody followed you. Now, the trick about the marketing lottery is that you can go viral and still not make any money. Like, and so if you saw my video last week, I was playing my guitar and I was singing a song. I was actually singing about that, how, you know, we went viral and now we got to go back and check the KPIs and check our analytics because we didn't get any new clients. So, uh, so yeah, so going viral is kind of like winning the marketing lottery. And the problem with that is that most of us don't go viral. Most of us don't go viral. Most of us don't go viral, I said. So that's the big problem there. And so even those who do, right, they may not immediately see a financial benefit of going viral. In fact, there can be some bad things about going viral, especially if you're a business, uh, because if you go viral for the wrong reasons, then you're growing an audience that is not aligned with your business purpose. But that is another video for another day. So instead, we need to kind of think of marketing like a bodybuilder thinks of their fitness. And because to be a bodybuilder, you have to be consistent. How do I know? You might be wondering because I've done it. Let's see. I've got some comments. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sylvia's, uh, Sylvia's my... Uh, virtual assistant extraordinaire social media magician and she is actually putting that singing video onto Pinterest for me today so woo so uh, yes so back to bodybuilding how do I know I know because I 
was a bodybuilder before COVID. I was actually going to try and do another competition this year because they have a place that does them not too far from me. And so I was going to do them again, you know, now that I'm post kids, but I was a bodybuilder before I had children and I was a personal trainer and I did all of this while I was in the army. So just another thing that I'm proud of that I accomplished. And so what I want to show you is some progression photos, right? So this photo was me when I first got started. This was May 2012. And so I had done half marathons. I did two half marathons in 2011, one in April and one in November. And so you can see like I'm in good shape, like I ran half marathons, so I have to be in some type of shape, right? Um, but I wasn't like bodybuilding stage ready. And so I'm gonna take you through, so this was May, all right, my next photo, is from June or July rather. This is July and let me remove the banner real quick so that way you can see. So you see like my abdominals are starting to come in. I've lost some weight, my biceps, my shoulders, things are coming, you know, Yep, things are, things are popping. So that was, um, that was July, 2012. And then finally, let's look at stage. So this was the stage. This was the stage. This was uh, August 2012. So May, June, July, August. So it was about three, three months, three or four months where I was working out really intensely. And, and this is the difference. Like you could not see these lines. You couldn't see this definition here, the ropey effect here, like the division, like you didn't see any of that stuff before. And the reason why I bring it up is because as I was going to the gym every day, I knew that if I kept going, good things would happen. But I had to be consistent. I could not go three days, one week, two days, you know, another week and no days, another week and then go five days a week. I could not be inconsistent and go from this to this. It wasn't happening. And what I realized is the more I went into the gym, the more I realized that it wasn't about making massive gains in a short amount of time necessarily. It was about showing up consistently and taking small actions, choosing to do those bicep curls, choosing to do another set of squats with as heavy a weight as I can handle. It was those types of choices. They seemed small in the moment, but they contributed to my success. They allowed me to go from this to this in three to four months. Okay, so understand that it was a collection of specific choices that I made every day, what I ate, what how much water I drank, the, the my ability to get into the gym, my ability to follow on with my cardio when I needed to do cardio to go from this in May 2012 to this in August of 2012. It was about consistency. And the big problem with consistency is that you do not wake up with massive gains like you don't and so this is something i had to talk about and i still bring it up when women are like i don't want to weight lift i don't want to lift heavy i don't want to look like a man like you're not going to wake up after lifting one day to be she hulk like it's not happening if it does give me whatever it was that you had the day before because i want to be she hulk but that is the problem with consistency is that we don't wake up with massive gains if if you posted on social media if you knew every time you posted on social media, one time you would get five clients, it would not be hard to be consistent, would it? It would be 
easy to be consistent because you're like, every time I post on social media, I get at least four clients. So of course I'm going to post on social media, or of course I'm going to do, you know, do my email marketing, or of course I'm going to do those podcast interviews because every time I do it, I get at least four clients. Consistency doesn't work that way. If it did, nobody would be inconsistent. And so that is the problem with marketing consistency is we don't wake up with massive gains. And if we did, you, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. There would be no problem with marketing consistency because I know and you know that when you put forth the effort, you wake up and there are massive visible gains for you. The problem with marketing in general is that the way that we market now has so many channels and so many touch points. Attribution becomes difficult, but it is just like when I was doing my bodybuilding. And I was making that decision to do is, you know, that heavier weight and doing an extra set of squats and, and making sure that I ate all my meals and drank all my water and never missed a workout. The same thing with marketing is, is just like that. It's choosing to do all of those steps, choosing to continue to show up that brings you the gains that you're looking for, but it's momentum. It builds over time. The fitter I got, the easier it was to be fit. And then if you flip that coin around, it's easy to be inconsistent because when you're inconsistent for one day, if you don't go to the gym one day and you're supposed to, you're not, you're not going to wake up and lose all of your muscle. So it's easy as well to be inconsistent, just like it's hard to be consistent. And we have to look at that as being inconsistent. It's a slippery slope. Once you don't do it once, you're like, oh, well, I still got my abs, right? I didn't go to the gym that day. I still got my abs. I'm cool. So I'll take another day off and then another day off. And then before you know it, you haven't been to the gym in three weeks. You haven't been in three weeks. And it's like with marketing, you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, last week it was super easy for me to be like, okay, I'm not going to do marketing Monday. I'm feeling really down. But you know what? Because I didn't do it last week, I was super close to not doing it this week. I was super close to not doing my Marketing Monday live stream this week because I didn't do it last week and I wasn't really feeling it today. I really wasn't. So just try and keep that in mind, all right? Marketing consistency. The problem is that you do not see massive gains and sometimes your gains are underneath the surface. My first, my first month getting ready for my bodybuilding show, my very first one, that first month, like there weren't huge, massive gains for me, but everything was taking place under the skin where I couldn't see it. But the things that I did see, I felt better. My hair started to get healthier. My skin started to be healthier. I had more energy. I was, I was starting to lift heavier because I was making those types of gains, but I didn't see the gains on the outside. So consider that, you know, in marketing, your financial gains are the ones that we're always looking for. But are you also tracking those other KPIs that tie to your business goals? And we're going to talk about that. Okay. Oh, got some comments. Yes, organic content. And, and you know, so to Sylvia's point here, right? So to Sylvia's point here, you're playing the waiting game. And it's true because social media gives people an opportunity to observe and interact over time. I've had people schedule calls with me and then they'll say, I've been watching your content for months. And I'm like, really? You have? Like I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't even think I remember them liking a post, but you've been watching my content for months. So keep that in mind as well. Like you're, you're like, uh, I posted last week, it's uh, social media, content, marketing, marketing in general. It's kind of like leaving breadcrumbs around for the right people to find the right people being your audience. Not that the, you know, people who aren't your audience are bad, but the right people for you, for your business are those who are in your audience. 
All right. So the other thing I wanted to talk about today. So we talked about marketing consistency and the problem with that. And so what I wanted to leave you with is three tactics that you can use in your marketing on a daily or weekly basis or whatever to help you be more consistent. If we choose to make small actions, if we take small actions that we can do consistently, we will make more progress than committing to large actions that we do inconsistently. So the first one, uh, connect with five people daily. So I say connect because I use LinkedIn a lot, but this could be Instagram, this could be Facebook, uh, but so let's, but I'm going to examine it from a LinkedIn perspective, but any of these tactics, you know, can be used on any social media platform. So on LinkedIn, right? Like you could search ideal client, do a basic demographic ideal client type search, right? So if I want to connect with, if I want to connect with diversity, equity, and inclusion consultants, I can type DEI consultant or diversity consultant or whatever into LinkedIn. Easy. Got a huge list now. Okay. So I like to filter people in LinkedIn. So I will say, okay, show me anybody who's a second connection, which means that we have at least one connection in common. There is a direct bridge between us. Okay. And then I may also narrow it down based on location because I live in the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, which is an incredibly dense uh, population dense area. So there's tons of companies who are headquartered here, whatever. So I give us, you know, one more element of something that we have in common. And then I look at that list now, it's still probably got thousands of people on it. I look at that list now and I just start from the top. I'll click and open in a new tab so I can keep my old tab open and I'll take a look at their profile. Are they active? Uh, are they posting their own content? Do they look like, you know, they're investing kind of in marketing? That's my, that's important for me because as a marketer, I look for people who are already investing in their marketing. If they're already investing in their marketing, then I don't have to convince them of the value of what it is that I do. And if they're active on LinkedIn, then the likelihood of them seeing my connection request and appreciating that I'm going to scroll through their profile, probably comment on some of their things, and then send them a connection request drastically increases the chances that they will actually choose to connect with me and we can then have a conversation after that. If And that does not have to take a long time. Once you get into the habit I would say you could probably find five people to connect with every day in probably about 10 minutes, right? Because I just have to scroll through. I can look through, see the post, see if it's somebody I want to connect with. If not, then I don't connect with them. No spam connections for me. Like I don't want you in my network if it doesn't look like you're going to add value. So you could probably do that in about 10, 15 minutes. You can connect with five people every day. If you connect with five people Monday through Friday, that's 25 new connections. Over four weeks, that's 100 people. Right. And you didn't even do it on Saturday and Sunday. Now, is everyone going to connect with you? No, but you'll be surprised. I've had, I've had people like I just saw a connection request somebody accepted the other day and it was from Thanksgiving around that time because I, I think I put in the connection request. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? So it must have been right after Thanksgiving. And they connected with me now, which is fine. I don't care. Um, that's great. But you never know when somebody's going to choose to to leave the platform or come back. So connect with five people daily and you could change this number. Connect with one person daily. Because if you connect with one person daily, that's five new connections a week, and that's 20 new connections over a month. So whether it's one, whether it's three, whether it's five, whatever it is that you need it to be for you to actually commit to doing it, good for you. 
comment on five posts daily. So on, so again, like on LinkedIn, but it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook. Anytime you're going out and engaging on somebody else's content, you're getting their attention. So if I'm scrolling through on LinkedIn, because I've cultivated a nice network of people, people who, you know, we have mutual value to each other. When I choose to comment there, uh, you know, oftentimes they will click through back to my profile and comment on something of mine. So it just kind of helps keep me connected with different people. And I like to look for different things to post on. But by keeping your engagement up, people see that you don't mind coming on their posts and giving value. So they don't mind going on your posts and giving value. Commenting on five posts daily could be something that takes you 10 or 15 minutes if you've got a great feed of people who post quality stuff. Now, some people say you got to post daily on social media. And I mean, I post a lot. Like you see that I've done that. It's not It's not that I'm saying that that doesn't work. But I want you to do whatever you can do consistently. If you feel like daily posting is just overwhelming, you're like, no, stop it. I can't do it every day. No, right? That's fine. Why not weekly? Why not give me one great post every week? You can take that time, 10, 15 minutes, once you get into the hang of it, to write a great post. Eventually what will happen, the more you do it, you may be like, okay, I can post two times a week because this process is getting faster. Okay, now I can post three times a week. I post somewhere between three and five times a week depending on my workflow and everything. And that's just because it gives me time to stay in touch with everybody's comments. When I post daily, it can be hard to keep up. So those are all tactics, but the big thing I want to leave you with before we before I sign off is you want to tie your tactics to goals, business goals. So if your goal is to grow social media, that's a marketing goal, right? Let's say you want to grow on LinkedIn, you want to grow on Instagram, grow on Facebook, whatever. That's a marketing goal. How does that serve your business? How does growing your social media following serve your business? business. If you're a new brand and you need to get brand awareness, you need to build industry and industry trust and credibility, then growing a social media following that's full of your ideal audience, can that can then be a business goal, right? It's a marketing goal attached to a business goal. When you do marketing tactics, and that's any of the ones I just talked about, connecting with people, commenting on posts, posting on social media, those are tactics. If you do them without tying them to your business goals, you have no idea how much progress you've made. And if you're in a marketing department and you've been blogging and spending money, like outsourcing and paying for stuff, and then your CMO or your CEO, if you're the CMO, is like, hey, so how is this serving the business? And you haven't tied it to a goal, a business goal, you've wasted money for the company in the eyes of the other executives. So keep that in mind. And this is actually something I'm going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. Oh, 10 days. I'm going to be with the Managing Editor Live Summit at 3 o'clock on the 22nd. And my presentation is tying content to, you know, actual business goals. So um, I'll put a link to that in the comments. Uh, but I would definitely invite you to sign up if this is something you want to learn more about. Because when you tie your tactics to goals, when you keep your eye on the prize, right? Keep your eye on the prize. When you when you know what that big goal actually is and how this tactic serves that goal, it becomes a lot easier to remain consistent. If I went to the gym while I was training for my competitions and I forgot, let's say, uh, yeah, getting up on stage, uh, totally forgot about that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like working out today. Um, and then it comes time 
for me to be up on that stage. And I was not proud of my physique. If I didn't feel like I had given it everything that I had, that was because I failed to tie my tactic, which was working out and eating great to my goal, which was getting up on stage and being proud of myself. It wasn't to win, uh, although that was nice when I finally did, but it was to be proud of myself. If I forgot that goal, it's easy to hit snooze. It's easy to go back to sleep. It's easy to eat that brownie when it's not your time for your cheat treat or whatever it is. It's easy to be inconsistent when you do not keep your, your eye on the prize, keep your mind on the goal. All right. So when you're thinking about it this week, as you're thinking about what tactic you can add to kind of boost your marketing consistency, don't forget to tie it to a goal. Don't be like, it's because Ruthie said, because you're you're going to not do it because that's not strong enough of a motivation for you. So that is what I have for you today. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Never skip two days. So Sylvia is saying that she follows a guy who does videos on creating or testing habits. And he has a two-day rule where if you're trying to do something every day, never skip two days. It's okay to skip one, but if you skip two, it's easy to fall off. And that is so true because just like I said earlier, I was thinking of quitting, like not quitting, but not doing Marketing Monday today because I didn't do it last week. And I feel like last week I had a very good reason. I needed some time. I needed to give myself grace. But me feeling blah because it's raining outside is not a good reason. So here I am, and I'm very proud of myself for showing up. How does Marketing Monday serve my bigger business goals? Well, that is another conversation for another time. So thank you so much for joining me this morning for this Marketing Monday live stream. Um, it was a little longer than some of the other ones, but I guess I had a little bit more to say about the problem of marketing consistency than I originally thought. So again, remember, you can give me a hashtag live in the comments. Uh, if you're watching this live, if you're watching the replay, whoop, give me a hashtag replay. And then the other question I had for you today, especially if you're feeling blah the same way that I do right now because of the weather here in Maryland, is What's one thing that you've accomplished, something that gives you that feeling of pride when you recall it? Use that feeling to move through your blahness today. I journaled on things that I accomplished so that, I mean, if you want, you can whip out a piece of paper or a journal and write about something that you've accomplished that makes you proud. So thanks again, everybody, for being here and keep an eye on the podcast and the blog because we're going to be posting last week's Marketing Monday here very shortly um, to the podcast and the blog and YouTube. So thank you so much. And wherever you saw this, let me know what you think. Give me some comments. If you feel like you have somebody in your network who would benefit from seeing this, I would greatly appreciate it if you gave it a share. And I will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.